0: Hey everybody, good morning. I'm Ken Rose and we are live at Tiki Hut Studios today. Actually, we're not live at Tiki Hut Studios today. If you take a look at the scenery behind us, guess where we're at. But that's who I am and this is who he is.
1: (laughs) Hi, I'm Joe Carlisle. I am the host of Joe Knows. uh, Joe Knows the podcast coming live to you from Tiki Hut Central. Joe Knows with Ken and Lisa Rose. Okay, I gotta say something, man. Hi
2: everybody.
0: <laughs> you're okay. gonna have to say something in a minute because evidently she needs to speak
2: <laughs> well he introduces me and then i have to have camera time no I should say shut hello. up right go go ahead okay, Who are we you seem a
1: little disjointed. let's be honest. <laughs> full disclosure okay we had a little glitch earlier we're, we're back. if you're watching us live because this is not the original show we went live at 10. <laughs> And it's then our, it got cut off very briefly. <laughs> got cut off. We had a technical glitch. So we thought we'd come on and give you a little piece. That way we have a whole section to add into our um, our podcast so that it's not like, you know, 28 seconds long. <laughs> <laughs> now, I got to say, come on. Now, you, you know, you you got to see it having heard that music a second time. you got to see what I said the last time, right? It does sound like it's... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: right? Yes. Because we were offline, I guess. <laughs> Um, Joe felt that the music was um, rather um,
2: provocative, Provocative.
1: reminiscent,
2: reminiscent of <laughs> 70s
0: provocative. A, the 70s scene with clothing optional.
1: That's right. movies. <laughs> okay, let's just say it's 70s pornography. <laughs> there you go.
0: And on that note, let's have our producer introduce you know herself. Know what's really funny? Hang you on, know she got her. Okay, okay. I already introduced introduce myself. Oh, you did? Did we know your name? Yeah. Okay. All right. All then. right. right Hell with her then. Let her just well, produce. Do we have
1: any other women in here? I we do not. Her, of course. In today's not. world. You know, maybe there's somebody else over here that's Lisa, that's not a woman. All right. <laughs> it's not me though.
2: Wait. I mean... Did we mention where you're?
0: <laughs> no, we did not. Live on location. Lisa is stuck in the studio today. Joe and I are. If you haven't guessed already, we are in beautiful Los Angeles, California. <laughs> and behind Los us, Zanganes. yes. <laughs> And behind us here this building that's a green screen behind us is if you want if you haven't guessed already Here's a clue. You can check out any you w- want, but you can never like. oh, wh- wh- Okay, what's the first what's the there? Check out any
2: you like, but you can never leave.
0: There you go. <laughs> so this is, believe it or not, the hotel that is on the cover of the Eagles' Hotel California album. This is the Beverly Hills Hotel. It's still there today, and it was one of three hotels that the Eagles were selecting for the cover of Hotel California. One of the largest selling albums of all time. That and uh, I guess Michael Jackson's um, Thriller, right? That was a big one.
2: Yeah,
1: That's still a big seller. Still a big seller. What we know about Michael Jackson. Yeah, right. He's still they still didn't cancel him. <laughs>
0: didn't cancel him. Saturday Night Live was also one of the best all-time selling albums, yeah. right? Yeah. Can you
2: still stay at the Hotel California? Well, Is of, still open for.
0: Of course, business? it's just always full. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 the Beverly Hills Hotel. Because you
2: can never leave. You can never leave.
0: Uh, there you go. And of course, we're already off topic. But anyway, Joe, how was your weekend again?
1: My weekend was good. Um, I went down to, as many of you know. I mean, we'll get into this more detail at some other show. But basically. I had a drug problem at one time, a very bad drug problem. And uh, I was fortunate enough to discover um, a place called Dunklin Memorial Camp. And it's this Christian regeneration program. We don't call it a rehab because it really regenerates your whole life in person. And 10 months in the Okeechobee swamps, cutting logs into boards. The second largest uh, producer of pallets in the state so they're completely self-sufficient and the owners the owners actual vision was to create a program that would not be dependent on government money or the largesse of others so they don't charge much for the program as a matter of fact when I first got out um, I paid five dollars a week for my program while I was in the program and um, for years after, until I had a had a good job that I could actually make some payments and
0: like uh, a student loan. Ex- well, yeah, <laughs> except
1: they didn't charge me interest. Well, and uh, to give you perspective, uh, I believe my program was four thousand dollars for the whole ten months. That covered room, board, clothing, if I needed it. I mean, everything um and clothing optional <laughs> not uh. there
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> not there um as a matter of fact there were two, there were when we were there there was a lot of guys that were used to well it's hot let me take off a shirt and i was like this is a christian program no
2: <laughs>
0: keep your shirt on.
1: <laughs> you know you're gonna be a man and learn how to be sweaty <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and it really was a men's program as I, I really tell i went there when i was 45 and that's really where i grew up mm-hmm. you know at 45 uh-huh. and to give you perspective even then the average even Christian program was ten thousand dollars a month, which means in ten months I would have spent a hundred thousand dollars. Wow. And so to to be able to do something like that and 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 they have this thing, they never want money to inhibit somebody being somebody who wants help to be able to get help. Sure. And, and I'll I was telling this funny story this weekend to some of the guys that are there. So they have, my wife and I were there cause they have a homecoming every mm-hmm. year and it's basically a chance for the, um, for the graduates to come back and connect with each other, mm-hmm. and, you know, just keep that sense of community, see, catch up and see how other guys are doing. And, you know, we give testimonies uh, during uh, church services and that sort of thing. But um, since I was there, Ten programs have been planted based on this same concept and curriculum. Wow! Uh, so my, my wife and I support a couple of those too. They're not all in. Uh, they're not all in Florida. Mm-hmm. Some are in Georgia, North Carolina, Virginia. So they're all over the place. We get a chance sometimes to share with. Uh, you know, my wife came to the program. Well, when I say she came, she was not in the program. But she committed to coming back, and was part and of the deal. They had a thing called uh, family recovery, advanced marriage, and and um, family processing. It was basically turn teach you how to actually be a decent human being and work on each other, work work on each other's, work on your marriage together. Well-being. You know, so often only one person is working on a marriage. Unfortunately, it's probably why we have so many divorces. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and the. One of the big benefits of it is you get to go and remember where you were, and it can be very emotionally exhausting. Sure, you know, because I can remember, you know, where you know under the tree that's still there where I confess something to my life. I can remember to Mm -hmm. my wife. I can remember where, you know, I really, you know, the 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 picnic the park bench. I'm sorry, picnic table that I was sitting at. When I got a real revelation of how I treated my kids, even though I'd never ever hit them, right. how I'd affected them. So, so you can you really see where you've come from, and it's just a cool place. It's there's, therapeutic. No, there's no television. There's no technology. There's no smoking.
0: Do you need me? <laughs> huh? Phillips, direct me Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Is he on a phone? The, Mike, they are printed. I still have to put them in the. Uh, I have to sort them for mailing. So I, I, I my email. I said I'd call him when they were ready. Okay,
1: so this is we are actually in a. Sorry real about that.
0: That's all. Right. We're a real no business, man.
1: We run We doing what it takes. We getting it done. We we take care of, <laughs> taking, care we'll, of we'll <laughs> taking care of business. We're taking care of business. We don't cut that out. Don't no, know. it's <laughs> all
0: part of the show. It's, it's all part of the show. How things go. So,
1: anyways, I told somebody this story about how. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. No idea. No, no idea. Not important. Anyways, it was a good time being at the trip. It's a good time. It was a good time, and I understand you. You and Lisa did some very uh, probably uh, mostly Lisa.
0: Lisa, what you have going on this weekend? Did some very uh, altruistic work. I joined work the cursory. fabulous
2: flockers this weekend, and we cheered on um, everyone. Who ran the 5K? That was Saturday. It started mm-hmm. at Sun Creek Brewery and ended there. It was a lot of fun. Um, it supported, it was the Conrad Buckley 5K run. 5K run uh, that su- supported um, the. It, you can explain it better.
0: <laughs> well, the, 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 the Conrad Buckley Fund is a fund that has been set up to essentially pay the tuition of students, uh, well, really anybody that, that wishes to become a police officer. And I I think uh, Chief Broadway said it was $3,000 to send somebody through the police academy. And on Saturday alone, they raised over $10,000. So that gives three um, prospects an opportunity to go to the police academy paid by that scholarship. That's, you know, that's
1: absolutely amazing. You had a post, and I was sharing this in a clip we lost, that he had printed. uh, Ken does a lot of printing for organizations and, and groups that we support for nothing. He, he like, it's, it's pro bono, but this one really hit him and it, it, I'm at, I'm at Dunklin and I, I got three, Dunklin has a bubble. So you pull off the road and you have no service, none. It's, it's like five bars on the road, drive through the grate, nothing. And, um, Saturday, Saturday or Sunday morning, I got three bars. And the thing that pops up, the one thing I see is a post Ken does is it's this uh it's this placard he did with the names of the 500 some odd officers that have died uh, in the u.s in 2021 and, and of course he makes me cry and now guys are like oh are you okay <laughs> Joe are you struggling <laughs> did something it's, happen' it's, it's you know? a good cry <laughs> it's yeah. a good cry it's a good cry but um, yeah, you it was know
2: officers that we lost uh, the line of duty um, some were suicide unfortunately and some were covid related but it was about 500.
1: Yeah. You know, suicide's been a been an issue for law enforcement for decades, but I could imagine that in in light of the climate, and again, we don't talk politics here, but in the climate that we've had, you know, people. I mean, it, it's got to be rough to go t- to work someplace where you feel like everybody hates you.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we we experienced that last weekend, um, but believe it or not, you, you know, and, and I I, I felt. Um, Bad now. Now we were Lisa and I were coming back from Daytona Beach, you know, and and I don't obey the speed limit, you know, so I'm doing, uh, you know, 20 miles over the speed limit, you know. Oh, out! And all of a sudden, this
2: just <laughs> briefly, he was just passing. Yeah, a I was motorcycle. Just passing somebody,
0: but this officer pulls behind me and. And you, you know, right away, I'm like, oh, okay, because I, I haven't had a ticket in in probably forty some odd years, and I don't know what to do. So I'm like, okay, I gotta I take off my. Let me let me show the officer in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I I see you, and I'm taking my seatbelt off, and I'm grabbing my 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 ID, and I'm watching her walk up to the car so cautiously mm-hmm. that you, you you know, and I could never imagine approaching a Somebody approaching somebody where something bad can definitely happen, and I -hmm. I can understand why the suicide rate is high. Why they they fear so much, and it's and it's so it's so wrong that people that are out there to protect us have to feel afraid. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you noticed, but I'll bet you
1: as she approached you on the driver's side, I'll bet you she touched the back of your car, either the trunk or the uh, or the back window.
0: I. I don't know. I, I, I just. It's you know.
1: procedure. And, and actually, I, there used to be a show on called Live PD before oh, the refund right, right. movement. And, and I asked my wife, I was like, how come they're all doing that? Well, it's actually a reason. If they get killed, the DNA is on the car. Mm, and I, I mean, think about really? that. Think about going to a job and learning mm-hmm. to touch something every time you were. I mean, pulling people over, that's a common thing in your job. Mm-hmm. Imagine where your head's got to be to remember to touch the car every time right? just in case somebody hurts you uh, so there would be DNA on the car to prove they were the ones mm-hmm. that hurt you.
2: Yeah it, I mean it's it's but to live in fear that every time you stop somebody you don't know if that's your last stop. Uh,
0: yeah and and this terrifying. was what was this was probably three o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday so it wasn't like a 3 a.m. Yeah. stop and you know I was like gosh you know. She was
2: super cool she, she just gave us a so warning. Nice. She said there's a lot of people in town right now just slow it down so I will tell
1: you a story it's it's, of course Dunklin when I got out of when I went to Dunklin I was an extreme drug addict I smoked $1,500 worth of crack a day three four five days a week if I took a day off from smoking crack it was so I could rest up to have another two or three or four days and obviously at $1,500 worth of crack a day I was not some stockbroker you know so I had to make money you know I mean Right, you know, collecting money, right, for for <laughs> drug dealers and bookies, and so I was even on commissions back then, fifty percent. I'm sure, like, they get fifty percent on split a husband. Can can you imagine that? I mean, I, mean, I know everybody else gets six percent. I get fifty percent. <laughs> Why do you get fifty percent? Because I do. Because I do. do.
0: Again, you don't
1: want to know what's going to (laughs) happen if I don't get fifty percent. Anyway, so I have a criminal record. You know, goes back years and years and years. Not since Dunklin, but right. um, (laughs) As a kid, when when I got when I got clean and sober, you know, I mean, I'm not an idiot though. I mean, my last my last arrest was just under twenty years ago, just over twenty years ago. And I know, even though police say they don't know, but when they pull you over, they know your record because when they pull up the plate, Mm -hmm. it all comes up. Sure. You know, because the first thing they do is wants and warrants. Well, they might, they'll say, no wants and warrants, but here's, because they got computers now. Used to be they called that in. Okay, mm-hmm. he's got nothing the last five years. Now they show everything now.
0: It's like a CVS receipt.
1: So I used to roll my window down and stick my hands
0: out. Right. No, I I, I get it because that's what I do. Was I I I put my hands on the wheel. I wanted her well, to hurt my hands. Well, and she said something to were. him
2: that um, she's like, I don't know that you didn't have your seatbelt on. So she said next time keep your seatbelt on because uh, we can get you for that. Yeah. She said I don't know at what point you right. took it off or if you even had it on. And he's yeah, like, I'm you sorry. got lucky.
1: She was really good. Yeah. but well, you yeah. know what? So so but the thing is my. <laughs> My kids would ask why I'm... And, of course, my kids were teenagers. And they would ask why I'm sticking my hands out the window. And I'm like, because that officer knows what I used to be. They have no clue that I'm a Christian now. Right. And I want them to feel completely safe. Right. officer got close enough. Officer, there's nothing going on. I just want... And I would say, I just want you to feel safe. And my one of my sons was like, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Yeah. But you know what? No officer got nervous approaching my sure. car. Because then they could look at the idea that well it had been five years or ten years so They're like okay this guy has a brain mm-hmm. right. he wants me to feel safe he's probably a straight guy you know um, that that sort of thing keeps you know, it's funny guys they they talk about crime right and it's unfair for certain guys and it, you know it's, you know they get arrested all the time you know what's really funny in my life I've been arrested a lot, a lot. <laughs> you know I I, was, at I
2: point you're yeah, just like yeah. <laughs>
1: You know, there's a point where uh, I won't tell you some of my worst stories, but, you know, I had a revelation at one point in my life when after Dunklin', it had been eight or nine years since I'd done anything wrong, and I realized a police officer pulled up behind me, and I wasn't nervous, you know? I mean, hit that light, and my first thought was, why are they pulling me over? And then they pull around you and go, oh.
0: Right, it wasn't me. It wasn't
1: me. They're going after somebody else. So, well, but but here's the thing. I, I, my revelation was, and I've told this to people. Well, if you stop breaking the damn law, the police will leave you alone. You know, <laughs> I haven't had a police officer at my house, other than for a social event or something <laughs> from the church, in like 21 years. That's, amazing, that's isn't how it, it? Should be since since, since I stopped breaking a law.
0: <laughs> it's amazing how that works. Well, you you know. All I can say is, is is this. When you get pulled over, the most important thing is be humble. Yeah, yeah, don't you pop know, an Don't attitude. make excuses and <laughs> attitude. To, oh, well, you you, you know, you did not clock the guy. Just be humble. Because I was and humble. Respectful. I was respectful and and in the end Lisa couldn't find her damn insurance card, so the when,
2: The lady the, got tired of waiting for me to yeah, look yeah, up so, my so new the officer was like <laughs> my look, new look, insurance guys, card just,
0: just Please be careful. We've got a lot of tourists in town. You know, drive safe and 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 all. Mm-hmm. Away. So
1: you know when yeah. it, when I was raising my kids, <laughs> there's this concept of well, I shot that guy in self defense. I, I I used to belong to a, a church and there was a, for some reason there was a was, the o- huh? <laughs> was that their policy, huh? Was that their policy? What to shoot people to shoot in self defense?
0: <laughs> no, and the church is that. No, no. <laughs> this, so
1: so here's the thing. There was it was during the Obama years and and there was a. A trend of like all these guys, all the deacons and the staff and everybody and all the the men in the church, they went out and they bought these handguns. People didn't have handguns. Women were buying handguns, you know, mm-hmm. and going to the range. It was a thing. It was a flavor of the month at the mm-hmm. time, and they all talked about, you know, they getting this to protect their family. Of course, uh, I'm I'm kind of a purist. They they talk about, you know, well, you know, that's why we. No, that's not why you have the Second Amendment. You have the Second Amendment to protect you from the government. Right not not from a burglar it also works for a burglar but well, it, it's not to shoot people in your community it's to protect <laughs> you in case the government says you know in case something like what's going on in ukraine has sure i've right. got guns and and right. i don't actually have guns because i don't have the right yet but that's <laughs> one of my big big uh Bucket list checks mm-hmm. is to get my right to own a gun back. We'll see. You know, so it's been 20 years. Maybe it's time to check. So anyways, these guys, mm-hmm. they're all, every, every time we get together, they're talking about how they'd shoot somebody and not feel bad. And they'd feel bad, but, you know, they'd be okay with it because they got to mm-hmm. protect their family. Literally, three months after this trend dies down a little bit, we're up in uh, Summerfield. A lot of these people live. They had a bear problem. Right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of bears in the area, and they're coming into houses. And this guy is talking about how, you know, he he was in his house, and the bear is tearing up his trash, and ripped open the, the door to his garage, and he he didn't know what he was going to do if the bear came through the <laughs> door. And I said, "Wait a minute! Didn't you buy a bunch of guns like three <laughs> months ago?" And, and you are talking about him? You got a bunch of ammo? He's like, "Yeah." I said. Well, well, shoot the bear. <laughs> you if it comes the in your house. I, I said, it's in the garage. You right, shoot right. the bear, it's not coming back. And he looks at me and he says, and I mean, this guy was high up. Right. Like, he was the pastor. And he says to me, well, if I shoot a bear, I'll get in trouble.
0: And I'm like... Not if he eats you. <laughs> well, I said... If it's self-defense. So, so he said, oh, you're
1: going to be in <laughs> trouble with fishing game. And I'm thinking... You know, if you shoot a person, <laughs> even in self-defense, you're gonna get in gonna trouble. Get in trouble you together. might not go to prison for murder, <laughs> right. but you're gonna, your life is gonna be miserable yes. for a while. <laughs> yeah. You
0: gotta be careful. With stuff you
1: like you that. might get away, but so, anyways, I always taught my kids be respectful with the police mm-hmm. because they have a tough job. They're stressed out already. Look, if mm-hmm. you come at me with attitude, even though I'm a Christian. There's an 80-20 chance. <laughs> There's a bark coming at that, you. That, that I'm probably bark. <laughs> no, depends might. on how bad your attitude is, you know. And the <sighs>
2: thing is, if he if he had come at her with attitude, being twenty miles over, hey, you'd have they, four
1: tickets. You'd be or they could at, arrest him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so.
2: But he was he was nice. Oh, they, they mostly probably
1: would have really jacked him on those fines, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, but, you know I was, points I was and all that. I don't yeah. think
2: you were twenty miles over, though. Well, so, but
1: what I told them, what I'd always no tell way. the kids is, look, these guys are stressed out. Okay. And, uh, you know, they've got the right to be, they can be grumpy, and they've got a badge and a gun, and they have a license to use, or they have a stick and a gun, and they've got a license to use it called a badge.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, so behavior
1: I know you want to be right, but somehow you being right and lying up in a hospital bed with a a jail hospital bed with three broken ribs. I'm telling you, just shut up and
0: <laughs> shut stop up. And be it. nice. <laughs> Suck it up.
1: Even if he's a jerk.
0: <laughs> yeah. Look, I I think people just you know, just be humble. So we're
1: know. being a little lighthearted, but the the, the event this weekend was very very important. Yes. Uh, thankfully, we love our officers here in in our community here in South Lake and generally in Orlando or not in Orlando but in Florida. Um, you know, we love our police uh, for the most
0: part. And, Chief uh,
2: Broadway even ran in the 5K. Yeah. The, along the, with some
0: the, other, other officers. Overall, the the Claremont Police Department has to be one of the most approachable, supportive of the community. Um, they are I, 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 like the peace officers. Yeah. You, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, mean, I mean, there's policing like they have to do and crime-ridden areas, and I get that, but, but but these are peace officers, you know, and, and they're... And they they're love very, the community. They love the community. They're, they're, they're a fabric of the community, Do you, you know, want, which want makes to, a big difference.
1: Claremont, Groveland, uh, these places, which have had uh, higher crime than some of the other communities mm-hmm. in, in our South Lake area, these police have, in the last 10, 12 years, really committed to the community mm-hmm. and, and done... Into those crime-ridden areas, building relationships with Mm-hmm. with the youth, with the families that live there being a part of the community. I mean, I've been, uh, I actually live in a place that used to be much rougher that isn't. It's a nice little middle class community because of the work the police did, you know, under Chief Broadway and under the the chief before him for a few years. Community police, I've been out there when they are giving away bikes. I mean, a lot of people don't know this about, about, uh, uh, Claremont Police they actually have an event every Christmas that they do with a um, with another organization a Christian organization I think it's uh, men for Christ or um,
2: There's I the know the mayor button, right?
1: ha, has yeah the mayor is, is involved in that that organization and they've been doing it for years and, I, and my wife and I drove by and I saw the police and I pulled over and I pulled out my camera and I was like, hey no fair you didn't tell me something was going on <laughs> which is the cool part. They don't tell everybody they're about to go into this right. community. They tell the people in the community. Um, but their idea is to make sure every child has a Christmas present. Mm-hmm. And they give away bikes and toys and also so no kid ever has to <laughs> Now I'm getting choked up. <laughs> relax, Jamal. <laughs> it's just it's just but but the thing that gets me is they do these things. You don't know when the police officers go in there and they're feeding a the community, or they pulled out the grill and they're grilling up yeah. burgers and dogs you know, in in a subsidized community. Mm -hmm. They don't talk about that stuff, you know, and and even here in our community it is what it is in large part because of these guys.
2: Broadway and one other officer ran the entire 5K in full gear.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, see, that would have been cool to see. Full
2: gear, yeah. Did they strip
1: it off at the end?
2: No, they ran through the line. And then they
1: walked through it.
2: (laughs) They kept it on. I was like, wow, that's impressive. I want to
0: shift gears a little bit. I, I think and remember, because we're on a, you know... Yeah.
1: Credit where credit is due. Chief Broadway... And I'm going to say this for the record. Chief Broadway is one attractive man. I've got to say, if I if I <laughs> swung in the other direction, <laughs> I would have a serious man...
2: Time to cut. <laughs>
0: <laughs> going off the rails on a crazy train. Chief,
1: Chief, but, but here's the thing. He is. It, it's not that he's just good looking. He, he's charismatic. Just, he's charismatic and he's just so damn nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and uh, I mean, he, you know, he, he just—I would have, if if I were gay, I'd have a serious man crush. <laughs>
0: right, so we're
2: gonna tell Cheap Broadway that Joe has well, a man crush got, on him. He charisma. knows. I've told him. <laughs> he's, he's
0: approachable. Yeah, he's very yeah, approachable. Yeah. He's very <laughs> <laughs> active. You know, and and look, anytime you do something in 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 the community um, and it goes unnoticed is a good thing. Yeah. You know. You, you know. I just. If you're going to do good deeds and you're going to promote them and 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 put it all over, oh, I just did this, I just did that. It, it takes away from what, what you're doing. Purpose. It defeats the purpose of, yeah. of, of of what you're doing. Do you
1: know, you know? It's really funny. The three people in this room do a lot of altruistic stuff. I mean, I'm I I know that that the people that are trying to help me advance my life and advance my business are always asking me to question those things that we do, the time that we spend in the community. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, the funny thing is we never advertise that stuff. No, we don't talk about it other than to say, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I take part, you know, and it's... it's
0: yeah, we take a picture, you know, we're at this event supporting us. But, but know, it's
1: not, hey, come support right. my business because I do this. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and we know other people that do. I won't mention their names. No, I really won't mention their names. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, unnecessary. it's very common for, like, mortgage companies or realtors to do it. You know, I'm doing this event, and our our brokerage is doing this event.
0: and come. People find out you do the event that are at those events. That's or, right. Or because you're supporting people that that event is for
1: now marketing minute yeah wear a t-shirt that has your brand on yeah you know give away t-shirts here's something you you really want to to utilize a an altruistic event to um, support your business what you can do is make a big-ass donation and come here and talk to lisa and get some t-shirts to give away Sure. For pe- you know what? One of the things I really love. Actually, it's an idea I just got here on on the thing. <laughs> I think I'm going to do this. I love having a clean, dry T-shirt to put on when I'm done running. Because mm-hmm. most of the time, you got to go home in that right.
0: wet. <laughs> oh, you should bring <laughs> an extra
1: oh, yeah. shirt, Joe. Well, I you, mean... Well, I do, but it's usually this. I mean, I feel like it looks like crap, and right. you know. Towels, you could do. To- I, I actually thought there's stuff. Can you get towels that are branded?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes, branded. We're talking about doing them for the golf event, yeah, possibly. Yeah, the, the, the Kiwanis golf
0: tournament.
1: That's a good idea. Have somebody handing them out across the line. Here you go. I have a towel. Well, well. Yeah. What,
0: what you should do, because I think the only thing that you own that, that says Joe knows is you should go running with your Joe knows hot dog apron. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is a good
0: idea. Anyway, uh, you, you know, like, I was
1: actually like, trying to figure out. Uh, I saw that, and I, I love it. And, um, of course, it was designed for me to wear, so it doesn't actually have a phone number on it. Right. So I, I think I'm going to talk to, would I get that from you or from her, you? Who do I get that What do you want to get? I get the, the aprons.
0: Oh, from um, me. Yeah, at least. At least.
1: Yeah, I was, think, I'm, I was told my wife, I said, I've got to find a way to like use this this concept as a giveaway. Right, I mean how? Mm-hmm. I mean, like at some event. I've got i got it mean, right no, here. Maybe a chili event or yeah, something. I have it right here. Oh, do you? Okay, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> we'll brainstorm.
0: Okay, I, I want to shine here. But, okay,
1: um, I don't know if we're gonna brainstorm. We might brain shower today. Okay, just yeah, just a little. <laughs>
0: Market your brand and personalize your message.
2: Brand Squad opens doors to new ideas, helping to grow your business with smarter marketing.
1: Thousands of promotional items, thousands of ideas, turn prospects into customers
2: with Brand Squad's memorable promotional products. Simple marketing, effective results. We do the thinking, you do the winning. Brand Squad, on point with your promotional products.
1: boneheads i mean bear with this is real behind the scenes this is what
0: happened
1: <laughs> joe knows the podcast
0: but <laughs> joe doesn't know is how to get good streaming that's service. right <laughs> <laughs> let me click
1: on this. maybe anyway. it's
0: because we're at dunklin right I we're streaming now i don't know what i don't know what, so I, I don't know what happened uh, <laughs> you know uh
2: let me let me see here
0: we actually have a the the the, the Cable guy here, so yeah,
1: so maybe he could he could hook us
0: up. Not that he's helping with anything.
2: So,
1: anyways, one of my favorite moments was, you know, I told my my wife that my favorite time as a kid was when mom would put the fresh and they tuck it in tight, you know, and and you had to like, I didn't want to pull it it out. I just wanted to squirm in. It was all nice and cozy. And that sweetheart. Now every time I'm having like a real like not like a bad day like business and you're a little bit crank, but like. If if something every now and then you just have a day that you're down. That was last week. Yeah, on <laughs> like the entire week. Yeah, I will be darned if she won't find a day to make sure I have brand new fresh sheets and, and she tucks, tucks them, them in tight. real good. Now I'm too old to squiggle in, so well, I do pull yeah. them up because because I, I talk about freaky. I have something called the envelope. I have to have the envelope. The envelope. The envelope. I pull out all of my sheets and blankets, right. even on her side. Right. And when I get into the into the bed, I kick my feet up and let the bottom sheets swing under, and then put my feet down.
0: So you're like wrapped and ready to go. So, so
1: my feet are in an envelope of sheets and blankets. Oh, that's
0: weird. <laughs> like being back in the womb.
1: <laughs> it's it's something. What are now, you doing? The thing. I could throw off all my blankets, right? Right. But those feet are going to be. Those feet in the are tucked envelope. in. They're tucked in. Oh,
0: boy, <laughs> now, um, my, my other pet peeve is, is is I always like the bed made. I, I like to, I like to come home and 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 know that the bed has been made, and I get into it and it feels fresh.
1: Are you are you a are you a military? Got to have the bed made, or what? My wife and I call the dark side bed made. Um. Do you know what the dark side well, what's bed the dark made side? is? Okay, the dark side bed made is when you've slept in it and the sheets are all messy right. okay And you've got work to do, you've got life to do. We just kind of pull the sheets and pull the the blankets and turn them down a little bit. But we don't necessarily tuck everything in. It's just no, 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 no. We edge. put the
0: sheets in. We, we, we put the, the throw pillows on and, and all of that. And the sham pillows. <laughs> the
1: throw pillows and, and the, and the sham, sham pillows. Yes, yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's how we roll. Wow. Yeah, I, I just find it. Is that you or is that the no, influence that's me. Yeah. He started that. He <laughs> you know, started it. Before, but. Before Lisa and I got in bed together, she would sleep with animals in the bed. I'm like, "There's no animals in the bed." Plus, I had
2: two cats and a dog. Plus that some I used of the animals with.
0: she dated. So I mean, that was, that oh, was also a problem. no no but, no 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 no.
2: Ba-dum-bum.
0: Ba-dum-bum. <laughs> but uh, no, no. Um, it's just. Are you
1: that animal? No, we won't go there. Never mind.
0: Rewind, <laughs> rewind, rewind. That rewind. didn't
1: happen. We'll what leave else? that on the cutting room floor. What
0: else is going on this week, Joe? What do you what do you, what do you got planned this week?
1: Let me see. Uh... Came back and my, my uh, tomatoes were kind of dried out, and I got a little nervous. I threw a little bit of water on them, and of course, well, I actually threw a lot of water on
0: them because I didn't want them to like die. And... But wouldn't that just be sun dried tomatoes? Yeah, well, <laughs> much,
1: yeah, but they're not tomatoes yet. You got to get to the oh, tomato oh, 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 okay. before you get sun dried tomato, right? Um, and uh, of course, because I spent probably 30 minutes yesterday watering those plants, it rained like crazy All last right. night. So at some point, I have to get out into my garden and do some tending. I got that going on i'm trying to find i got a customer (laughs) you know it kills me i've got a customer and we were looking at houses last year 1.5 1.6 million Mm dollars and he says to me this can't last and you know i mean i just i think this is crazy i just want to wait till things cool off and i told him i said things aren't going to cool off they're not going to cool off now they're not going to cool off this year They're not going to cool off in five years I said, they might cool off a little, but what you're going to see is a lowering of the increase, not a drop right. of the price, you know? And uh, <laughs> he he calls me up, and he wants to go see these places. And I'm like, well, you, you understand what was 1.5 mil last year is now 2.1 mil, right? <laughs> Just
0: a small 600 And he's day. like,
1: yeah, I don't know. I'm still thinking it's going to drop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, I got another guy who... um he works for one of these corporations I'm always railing about that own single-family homes. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. And he wants to move here to Florida. And I'm on the phone with him, and he's, he's thinking the same way. He wants to buy this really nice, he's in, he's in a high-price high range, mm-hmm. right? And he's telling me, he's like, well, you know, I mean, I'm waiting for the prices to drop. And I said, seriously? He said, yeah. I said, okay, you work okay. for this company. Um, is your company not buying because they think the price is going to drop? Oh, no, they're buying everything you can get their hands on. And why is that? He said, well, because there's a shortage of renters. And I was like, uh-huh. Right. And he still doesn't get it. Yeah, look. <laughs> I'm like, look, man, you guys are going to be raising rents. So for a long time to come, and you guys are going to be buying houses. That's right. So for a long time to come, there's going to be more people wanting to buy a house mm-hmm. than there are houses. Because the builders ain't building them any faster.
0: No, very true. Oh, but speaking of buyers, um, I've got a seller.
1: Oh, do you? Yes,
0: oh, yeah. yes. Hunter is under selling his home.
1: Hunter it is, is a, selling yeah, his home.
0: It's it's a beautiful one one, right off of uh, four fifty five on a third of an acre, and uh, we're we may list it on Friday, but with the way the calls are coming in, we may never have to list it. But um, you know, we we decided that. Um,
1: Okay, I want to say right now uh, for the MLS and NAR, he did not advertise his property. This is through his son's Correct. own own uh, network. And it's his through, own through just property. Just speaking to people, there's been no public-facing marketing. <laughs> just... Just to make sure, I'm gonna keep my 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 friend out of a jam. <laughs> with you guys, you think you're gonna call up NAR? You're gonna call up the MLS? And by the way, that makes you a narc. You
0: stink. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we you know we 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 came up with a price that, that that's fair, and um, we're not gonna take bids. We're not we're not gonna take bids. We're not gonna let people get outbid. So basically, you know, this is the price, and bring the you know best offer. You know, on the table, least contingencies, that kind of thing, and you know, because we had somebody, you know, somebody asked, you know, a single mom kind of thing, always missing out because, you know, beat up and this and that and the other thing and whatever it is, and and and, you know, I just I just feel that first time buyers shouldn't be taken advantage of. You know, you, you know, run. it's really funny you say that because I was just talking to an agent. Even though my producer shaking
1: her head. <laughs> like, oh. I was just talking to nobody an agent nobody listens last to the show. <laughs> I was just talking to an agent last <laughs> night, and and they were like, you know, they were telling me about. How they were struggling, you know, finding anything on the market. And they've been working with this customer for, I don't know, four, six weeks or something. And and I was, and, and I mean, she's a good agent. She cares. Some way she cares too much, right? So, so she can, we all do that. You care too much, you complicate things, right? Right. And I had to tell her, look, you know, you, you're big, the reason you have a problem finding your customer a house is you're only looking at, at houses that are on the market.
0: Right.
1: You gotta find ways to approach people who might be interested in selling. I mean, that's what I do. You know, when, my cu- when I take my customers out to look at a house, I'm not really, I mean, we might get lucky. You know, right. we might roll the dice and, mm-hmm. you know, roll a seven. And that's, you know, we get that house and we win the bid. But most of the time when I'm taking customers out for a day, th- I, I restrict them to three, four houses. Yeah, Anything more gets confusing, mm-hmm. you know. And, but what I'm looking for is the neighborhoods they love. Right. So if they fall in love with two neighborhoods... Even if the house we go look at we don't think we can win or the house they look at is close, I know those neighborhoods have similar houses that might fit the bill, and it gives me a chance to reach out to the and, and I call the neighborhood. I call people, and, I, and I've had three deals last year that I found the buyer, a house from a seller who really who wanted to sell, but they didn't want to go through the whole
0: process. feeding frenzy right. and fix mm.
1: everything up and everything like that. And it was I mean, it was a good experience for everybody. So I'm always looking for those things. And it works on the other side with the listing. Mm-hmm. You know, what what do you need? Some people need to maximize that dollar. Mm-hmm. So the idea of coming to the market and, and finding the most the market will allow. Some people are in a hurry. You can price it a little less and it goes a whole lot quicker. Although somebody said to me the other day, they said, Well, you know, my, my neighbor was in a hurry. You know, so he sold the house in three days. And I'm like, okay, well, he could have taken another week and sold for 75000 more. Yeah, Well, yeah, yeah. You don't have to take the first 10 offers that come in, you know. Well, yeah, you can hang out and wait. You can hang out and wait. And in this market, it's, like, it's not like it was five years ago mm-hmm. where hanging out and waiting would hurt you. This market... If I turn down these 10 offers this week, I'm pre- fairly sure that next week I'm going to get another
0: 10. Right, right. You know, you know. <laughs> speaking of that, I mean, because that's kind of a backwards marketing way. So I, I wonder, and again, I, I don't follow every rule that's in you know, that Nor has and the state has. So I, I'm wondering, I'm only wondering. No, he's a
1: broker. Yes, he does. I, he I, didn't mean that the way it sounded. No, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't
0: read every single rule and memorize <laughs> okay, them. Okay, there you go. So Thank you. So <laughs> my, my thought process is this. I could be way off base. Uh-huh. I could be way off base. So, so let's say you have a couple or family of four. Let's just say family of four. And they're looking to buy in, you know, leases, subdivision and they're looking for a, they want 2,000 square feet, they want a minimum of three bedroom, two bath. Are you able, I, I wonder if you could direct mail the entire neighborhood and say, look, if you're interested in selling, we have a buyer that's looking for a three two, 2,000 square feet um you know family of 4 if you're interested in selling can you say that i wonder in yeah. a direct mail piece yeah. and then uh,
2: i don't know if you could say the family of 4 thing cuz you're bringing up that fam- familial status you say well, buyer saying-
1: you don't have to yeah, say you family just say of we four. Have you a- say i have a buyer that yeah. loves your neighborhood right and and they've they've in, they've loved several houses in your neighborhood See but
0: the issue with that was saying i have a buyer that's the old you know corporate which is why i always call which is a problem because mm-hmm. then it's oh oh you have a buyer well yeah we work with a lot of buyers but
1: we see but i don't say that all right you know when i say it, i call them okay right? for one thing i call them um i door knock every now and then but you know let's face it i look like something straight out of the sopranos right. you know? i am not the guy that get... jimmy knows you're here <laughs> i see you moving the curtain
0: <laughs> you may not be selling today but tomorrow Sorry. You way, sell you're, it. Gonna sell. Like, you're gonna sell. You're gonna Here's sell. You're gonna sell
1: something. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but I'd like to communicate with them. And, and a lot of times, I think, and this is just my opinion. I know I know mailers work, and I use them in certain instances, right? But for me, that's always the long play. If right. I need to find a house for somebody, I would rather have an interaction with someone. You know, and, Absolutely, and, and so it's personal. Yeah, I'll call them up, and I and I've actually said to people, okay, I know you probably heard this a thousand times. I know it's I know it's probably sounds really bogus, but I really do have a buyer interested in your neighborhood. Had you thought about selling it all, mm-hmm. we can work this out where you don't have to go on the market. And if my buyer is interested in your house, you know we can work out a commission sure. less than six percent. Now right. that's usually what hooks them because most right. guys say we work with buyers i want to list your house for six percent right mm-hmm. yeah you know i say well i have a specific buyer sure. you know and and actually if they let me come in and look at the house because i don't want to bring the people to the house until i see it sure if they let me come and look at the house i'll actually bring my buyer's agreement with me and show them that i actually do have mm-hmm. yeah here's here's, here's my right, buyer. Have right. this. i have a buyer just to let you know I do have a buyer. This is my buyer's agreement. This is who I'm looking for, and they all know now it is tough for buyers. And a lot of times, I'll tell you, one of the deals I ran, ran into last year is somebody really wanted to move, but they really wanted to move, but they didn't. They didn't. They didn't know how to sell and move to the next one,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Because they didn't want to be. They didn't want to rent for a while. They didn't. They. They. They didn't want to give up what they had because they knew it was too hard to find something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I went to their house and I showed them some options, ways to buy uh, before you sell your house, ways right. to buy while you're selling your house. I should talked about a travel trailer. Brian, you know this this guy was interested in in building a house and and one Sometimes of the. Sometimes you
2: can do a lease back, too.
1: Do lease back? I've done lease backs. I did a couple of those last year. I was, but this guy he
0: Joe was, even has a guest room, so you can yeah. move in. Your family of six,
1: yeah. <laughs> guest room is called a screen porch. <laughs> a screen porch is beautiful. Which is with why a great my view. children don't come back and stay. Within often. walking distance for yes. elementary school students. Um, <laughs> 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 um, but you know, this guy. I gave this guy the option of. A, I just mentioned it. I say, you know, some people are going to build. They have their piece of land. Their services there. You know, they buy a used. Mm-hmm. You know a, a, a used uh, tow behind travel trailer, and you know they live in that for four or five months. And he went, I never thought of that. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? right. Actually, I have a good friend that uh, that accesses actually Deborah Flora, uh, Deborah and uh, Brad Flora out of uh, from A1 Aluminum. Uh, they actually have a co- they're, they have another company called Experience Florida mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. they rent out. Um, basically, travel trailers and tiny homes.
0: Yep, they have mini mm-hmm. homes.
1: Yep. Yeah. and and I've I've used those. I've exposed exposed is the wrong word, but I've offered those to to customers because everything's
0: there. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: There's, I mean, as long as you don't have five kids, sure. you know. There's and there's services. It's fun. It's all inclusive. It's mm-hmm. easy. You nobody cares if you don't have to sign a year long lease. Right. right? Short term. I mean, you your short term right. rental. You know, there are solutions out there. And the thing that drives me crazy is everybody comes in this business thinking it's going to be easy. Mm-hmm. Then they want to do things the way it was done 10 years ago. And, and you know, I say this to people till I'm blue in the face, I used to say it to customers, because it used to be if you bought a house 20 years ago, you know, if you bought a house in 1990 and you had bought a house in 1971 you knew how to buy a house right. the process was the same it didn't change the market went up and down but the the process didn't change well 2010 killed all of that mm-hmm. you know the, the last marking crash so the government has a lot of regulations NAR has new regulations MLS has new regulations the market itself is different as we've talked about right. you know and so it, it what I used to have to tell customers In 2011 and 12, they'd come and say, oh, I know how to buy a house. I'd be like, you knew how to buy a house. (laughs) If you have not purchased a house in the state of Florida since 2010, you don't know what you're doing. Today, it's the same because the rules, the laws, the closings, the regulations, they're changing every single day, all the time. time. Lending's changing every Mm -hmm. single day. So if you're a realtor and you come in, (laughs) I'll tell you, I work for Caldwell Banker and they touted this dvd training system that was available it was one of the one of the uh, the mm-hmm. right. perks they tell you about when you're a bro- your broker trying that years to come ago. except yeah. i went in to look at the dvd training and it was obviously film you
0: know that was converted it was con- <laughs>
1: it that had been converted to like tape that had been converted to <laughs> DVD.
0: Right, oh golly. So it's like you know, third generation. It was, it
1: was like, you know, literally, it's it's the women all had, you know, the shoulder pads up to here. <laughs> oh,
0: the dynasty, I think, all
1: The men had lapels that were like, you know, this wide. You could have just cut the rest of the jacket off and worn <laughs> lapels,
0: <laughs> you know.
1: And and they said things like, you know, they'd walk up and and they'd, you know, I remember this one training video about using your card. Okay, mm-hmm. was you you're a brand new realtor and you're going to walk up and they have this they play this out and of course they they always use <laughs> uh, realtors because they're cheap instead of actors for these what we used to call industrial films, right? right? Use an actor, pay the money, it's worth it. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's why you ask people to hire a realtor. You should do it when you're when you're doing a. thing. So anyways, they said the woman walks up and they're having this conversation in a grocery store back when you did that, by the way. um, (laughs) Having this conversation in the grocery store, obviously filmed in the mid-80s, early 80s. And she pulls two cards out, she says, and it was so canned. I'd like to ask you a favor, Ken. (laughs) Would you do me a favor? What you could do is I would like you to take one of these cards for me, and I would like you to give one of these cards to your best friend.
0: Hey, that's my
1: pick. (laughs) No, you say always give somebody a card, and what you say is one is for you, and one is if you know somebody who needs it. There's a whole lot different between if you know somebody who needs services and give this to your best friend. Telling them what to do. And it just... It killed me because I came out of it, and my broker was like, Wait. I was like, "Betty, you didn't sell no real estate doing that. You, you, you lying if you're telling me." The '80s called. They want their training methods back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey, uh, I think I, we are what we're pushing about an hour. So, um, what are you shaking your head for? Is it not an hour?
2: <laughs> we may have to go back and see what actually. Well, that's
0: all right. That's all right. Well, we can do our our marketing minute.
2: Yeah, we'll do our marketing minute. Who wants to start?
0: All right, I'll start. Go ahead, Joe. Marketing (laughs) Minute. Go.
1: you know, Joe knows uh, I am with REMAX Titanium, as that's actually full disclosure, too. I am a realtor with (laughs) REMAX. We've been talking about the market. I am a realtor with REMAX Titanium. uh, Marketing Minute. You know, I I would just like to refer back to the conversation we had. Look, if you're a buyer, you need to find ways other than the MLS. Because I've got to tell you, by the time you see that property then a hundred other people are seeing it. And and buyers are getting really sick of the bidding war. Mm-hmm. And so there are methods. Your realtor needs to have a strategy. And I've got strategies, whether you're buying or you're selling, to not just make the process successful, to make it pleasant. Well, at least not hell. So <laughs> that's my marketing
0: minute.
2: All right, I'll go next.
0: Lisa, you're up. What do you got?
2: All right. Hi, everyone. So I um, have a company called Brand Squad, as you can see behind me. Uh, We're on point with your promotional products. We have thousands of ideas, thousands of items. Um, My special of the week are these really cool tumblers. These are uh, Cabernet 10-ounce vacuum-insulated stainless steel wine goblets. Um, Right now we're offering a free setup uh, when you purchase 50 or more of them. Uh, that's about a $60 fee that's waived. You can get 25 for 986 or 100 for 930.
1: 986 each. Each, each right?
2: Correct. Okay. Um, and if you want more of the pastel-looking colors, these are really cool. These are $50 setup that will be waived. Uh, you can do 50 for 1092 each or 100 for 963. These are 12-ounce goblets. The other ones were 10 ounce so there's a couple different options there. Super cool. Are those
1: are those with the logo on them? Yes. With the printing. Yes. Is that with the printing.
2: Yeah. the The price comes with one location, one color. Um, if you want to do more of um, a couple different colors or full color, it's a little bit additional. I'd have to find out what that was. Now, that's actually a
1: really good deal because yeah. uh, somebody was telling me about somebody who does these, who has those tumblers. Hmm. Um. I'm not sure that they're steel and they're like all hand done and they absolutely look beautiful. And they say, but you can't. You can't wash it too hard. You know, you, you can't put it in a dishwasher. Oh, no. I'm the like, ones,
2: the tumblers yeah. <laughs> that I have, it's plastic with a uh, stainless on the top, but I put them in the dishwasher every so single I'm like,
1: well, why am I going to buy a tumbler time? for $38? Mm-hmm. It just becomes a decoration. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> and then
2: the instructions inside when I got it said to hand wash, but I put them in the dishwasher because yeah. I'm going to be like everybody else. I'm going to, I'm going to actually try it. I'm going to use it. And I let people know, you know, it says don't put them in the dishwasher but I do and they're fine.
0: Everybody hand washes them first and then after like three <laughs> times of use, put them in the damn dish bowl.
2: Yeah, they're like, if they don't hold up at Doesn't this point, up, then... Okay. I got my money's worth. Yeah.
1: What about you, my friend?
0: Hey, Marketing Minute. Uh, everybody knows Ken Rhodes with Minute Man Press. I'm going to talk about two things, email and direct mail. Email, you have less than a half a percent chance of capturing a lead because the majority of email is spammed and people just delete it. Direct mail, you have a 35 to five and a half six percent 6% chance of a return on your direct mail piece. So if you mail 100 postcards, you should get 3 to 6 responses uh, with direct mail. And direct mail is not a one-and-done. Direct mail is not a shotgun approach to 25,000 homes at once, especially for realtors, um, pool service, landscapers, house painters. Any type of business where it's easier to work in one area, you farm it. And farming is a real estate term, where and you have to keep hitting that particular farm area or that neighborhood. It could take six, eight mailings, nine mailings. But at the end of that, they'll remember who you are, and they'll say, yeah, yeah. Like if, if Joe was doing direct mail, after six, eight mailings, they see his face enough times, and they say, yeah, I'm thinking of selling my house. That guy Joe mails Every three or four weeks or five weeks, let's give him a call. So and direct mail works.
2: A, you come across as somebody who specializes in that neighborhood. You really know the homes? You know your stuff?
0: Correct, absolutely. So, so use direct mail. It works for a lot of businesses, and, and that's what we do. We do everything from designing it, printing it, bundling it, sorting it. We'll take it to the post office for you as well. Um, it's it's hands-free for you if you choose that way, so give us a call at Minute Man Press.
1: How, how, how small a run can somebody do with... with- what do you suggest to get? I mean, that three to five is percent is really impressive. Does it take that whole nine months to get that to it, see to see that kind of a number?
0: It depends on 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 the type of business it is. For for example, um, let's say a pool cleaning service. A pool cleaning service may see results a little bit sooner than a realtor would, because people, mm-hmm. if they haven't thought about selling their house today, right, right, they're yeah. not going to think it's about a, it's it a once every five or seven years, right? Or they're thinking about it over a period of time. But if you need your pool taken care of, it's something you're trying to do today. If you need your, your landscape done, it's something that you're going to need today. You know, if it's a restaurant that's giving you something like pizza or something, it's something today. With real estate, the important thing is that you have to build credibility, because real estate is is the one business that somebody's relying on you for their most expensive asset, yeah. whether they're buying it or selling it. So. They want your credibility. um, And just to make a pitch, one of the things Lisa does with her direct mail is it's all professionally designed. And on the back of her direct mail pieces, she actually has uh, essentially an Excel spreadsheet that shows usually um, 10, 11 homes in the neighborhood that have recently sold, the sizes, what they sold for, and when they were built. So that that homeowner that hasn't thought about selling looks at those numbers and says, wow, you know, I think... You know, we fall into that. And so, you know, it's easier to reach out to a friendly face. So direct mail works.
1: So what's the smallest run somebody can do?
0: Well, the the most cost-effective direct mail is every door direct mail because postage is only $0.20. And you can send something as large as 9 inches by 12 inches for $0.20. The only caveat is it is based on the postal carrier's route. So there are some mail carrier routes that have 400 homes, Some have 700 homes. So it just depends uh, on the number of homes on the route that you can mail to. But I always tell people, if you're going to start a direct mail campaign, buy in bulk. Don't buy 700 postcards in April and come back for 700 postcards in May and 700 postcards in June. Because the volume discount that you get on five thousand postcards is tremendous, and you simply can mail them as you want to, and that's the. So great you thing
1: suggest with, you, you suggest buy in bulk and send them the same message
0: all the yeah every four or five weeks every four or five weeks unless you get want it to show there. recent
2: solds yeah yeah unless, that, unless you're showing recent
0: so- solds then you have to go about it a little differently it's a little bit um, more expensive to print postcards each time but if you have something that's working something Well, i would imagine i could
1: have the same message on one side the other side's blank and i know a printer
0: you could do that as well <laughs> you could you, you do that as well but but if you're going to do that you, you really want something that's that's already professional maybe it tells a little history of you your time in the business the type of people that you work with i shouldn't say type of people but 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 you know like you say you're you're playing vanilla Um, You would work with probate, you know, primarily, and that's something that you would highlight in in your um, direct mail. So if I were you, just using Joe as an example, and Joe specializes in probate real estate, um, my target neighborhoods would be 55 and older. Yeah,
1: yeah, people are
0: Because I'm building credibility for my brand, you know, and people will trust you. Plus, you're old.
1: Now, I will tell you what's really funny about that because when I was in the villages, mm-hmm. I tried that. Right. And what I found was I was marketing to the wrong people mm-hmm. because those are the people dying. What I needed to do is shift and market to
0: the people who are 40 to 55. Well, you could do that too?
1: Because when mom and dad passes away, mm-hmm. they're the ones selling the house.
0: But at the same time, they are getting the mail if, if they well, at least hopefully, they, yeah. Because you know, if they pass <laughs> on and the kid goes to the mailbox and retrieves the mail, oh look, there's a guy right. specializing in probate. I need to sell mom's house or dad's house. Mm-hmm. So you know, again, it, it's how else do you get in front of people? Um, I door hangers can work. Um, I hate door hangers. My advice with door hangers, and, and, and again, I'm taking more than my marketing minute here because you know,
2: it's come on, marketing up. five minutes. It's um, your studio,
0: you can do whatever you want. <laughs> door hangers work. When you are putting the hangers on the door, M- you know, distributing menus to a neighborhood works. When you're distributing menus to the neighborhood, I had a client about ten years ago, a local restaurant here in town. I'm not going to mention the name. They bought ten thousand menus when they opened up their business, and they hired people to distribute the menus. You know, to, mm-hmm. to walk neighborhoods. They found to all of their theoretically menus theoretically. Right, they, them. They found them in a dumpster. Yeah. And pay people to distribute them, yeah. so you know, uh, somebody uh, yeah, just literally, yeah. You, you know, them all. Hey, hey, I'll uh, give it, I'll, I'll give you ten dollars an hour to distribute uh, these, and they find them in dumpsters. Now there is an answer to that,
1: though, and, and I mean, I discovered things like this over time. That for instance, um, I've done things where I hire a church youth group who's trying to make money for a mission strip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One thing they tend to be supervised by a few more adults, yes, but kids who are trying to get on a mission trip, their character's a little better, they're going to feel bad about, about right. you know, dumping them in the trash, right. you know, at least most of them. Yeah. And again, they're usually being supervised by adults, and the adults right. are going to go, you got all hundred of those houses done. <laughs> <laughs> in Ten minutes. Ten minutes.
0: <laughs> this is true. Um, anyway, so that's the marketing minute. Uh, um, I'm just going to close. Uh, the only other thing I want to mention this week is I know gasoline's expensive. And it's out of control, and um, my advice, I and, and again, I'm doing a free plug only because you know, that's what we do sometimes. There's a company that opened up in Claremont called Ego. It and they sell electric. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Didn't you great. didn't you go to the opening? Yep. All yep. right. So they sell electric. No, it was on Saturday. On Saturday they sell these electric scooters. <laughs> so you know what? I think in the next five weeks. There'll be no more traffic jams in Claremont (laughs) because we're all going to be stuck driving these electric scooters all over town. You know, I I (laughs) want to say,
1: you know, with what's going on in the world with the gas, with the Ukraine, with everything that's going on. And I'm sorry, we don't get political here. No political. But I heard a representative of the White House say the dumbest thing the other day. And I mean, it was straight up so dumb that the whole press corps looked at them and were like, what? <laughs> and what they said was that the supply of gasoline is not affecting the
0: price.
1: And I was like, there you no, go. it's pretty simple. You know, if you have a lot of gas, price, people, is low. price is low. If you have no gas, because our demand is pretty constant. Demand for gas does not go up,
0: <laughs> or is it artificially high?
1: Or is it artificially high? That no, we it's, don't. <laughs> it's, you know,
0: I don't know. But
2: yesterday it cost me seventy six dollars to put eighteen gallons, and that was low grade.
0: And that was low grade. Yes, so I had
2: a that was I, painful.
1: <laughs> I had I had a rental to get because we'll talk about my truck some other day. I'm still grieving. Yes, my truck had a, Somebody was in an accident with my truck, and and it it got brought to my house. And it's worse than the appraiser said it was, of course. Of course, yeah. It's (laughs) never... uh... Uh, So um, I managed to get the hood open that he couldn't. You know, of course, he's the pro. I don't know why I can figure out how to open the hood. Since I literally know nothing about cars like me. I you know, know how to put
0: the gas in. And, and
1: I know nothing about <laughs> engines, but I could look at it and go, okay, that wheel well has been pushed 18 inches
0: into the engine. <laughs> and I think that's a problem. And, and,
1: and I'm pretty sure that those seven things are not supposed to be cracked in half. Maybe you
0: can fix that with an alignment. <laughs> I don't know what they are,
1: but I know that's not good. Um, but anyways, uh, one more marketing minute. Do you know Ken and Joe are available for your event. If you have an event coming up and you want to bring out Ken and Joe, reach out to us. We are very, very
0: affordable. Very affordable.
1: Do it while we're not famous yet. Yeah, because when we're famous, <laughs> when we're famous, man. we're expensive. And we may not
0: show up at, you know? when we're famous.
1: <laughs> We'd love to come out to your event and again, just make it worth our, uh, we'll work something out. It's just worth our time. couple sure. hours, four hours, something like that. Uh, we'll make it fun. We'll keep it PG. Yes. Uh, we, we are aware Hopefully. of who we talk to and where we are. So uh, actually, we might be getting a chance to do some of this for some um, for some charitable events coming up uh, in the next few months.
0: Maybe so, because we are the only game in town.
1: We are the only <laughs> game in town. So so
0: anyway, we will see you next week. We will see again. you
1: next week. And again, please be patient.
0: We're still figuring out. I mean, this is only like episode, what, five, No, no we, we've done a lot, Joe. You, you, you just forgot. No, this no. is a new streaming service, no. though. Oh, this so is a new so streaming I'm thing, yeah, having so who issues the hell knows?
2: with
1: so the with point the is, button. we ain't been doing this for a year and a half. So <laughs> we're still working out some of the kinks. I think right. we, we've gotten our vibe pretty good, you know. we got got to work out some of the tech, and we're constantly improving that. So please bear with us. Uh, and with that, we'll say, look, pray for the people in Ukraine.
0: Thanks, everybody. Have Pre- a good time. <laughs>